witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Hey, Felicia. Hey, girl. Hey. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I was, like I was telling you a little bit earlier, but I'm still got this like bullshit sickness and then my springtime allergies are acting a fucking fool so the allergies are real right now oh man and i don't know about out with you where like you are but here in the city like when i say like this fucking shelves are empty for allergy medication like i believe it sucks (laughs) it fucking sucks I went to go just get like Reactin the other day. Yeah. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what brand. Like it could be Reactin, Benadryl, fucking Life brand. Like don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Nothing. I went to three <laughs> different shoppers. Nothing. Well, I got some Allegra you can have if you want. I got want. some Allegra you can have. <laughs> You're the bomb. You always have. You always got the good shit. <laughs> yeah uh but yeah and then it was um post it to you thanks dude (laughs) you're so nice (laughs) but yeah and then on top of that just like this weekend was alex's birthday so it was just it was a very just busy weekend Mm -hmm. and i think maybe just because i'm not like fully part of me this is evidence i'm not fully like better yet so my Not only my social meter, but just like my energy meter is like, I feel like one of those phone batteries that like just never quite charges to 100%. Mm. Yeah. Like (laughs) your battery health, like the health of your battery is like like at 67%. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) 60. Like. Yeah, I slept for like 12 hours last night and I woke up this morning more tired. <laughs> you know, I I can't relate in that specific regard. I'm <laughs> I'm really happy for you. <laughs> but I can relate in like just generally being tired. Yeah. I got stuck at the salon 2 hours past close yesterday. Oof. Because the style, like the color I was doing, I I should have been done at six. But like as I was drawing it, I was looking at the color and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just not happy with this. Yeah. Let's redo it. Oh, no. And so did a whole other color. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Brutal. So so I stayed till just about 8 8 p.m. Um, And then I went and played (laughs) D&D. Till what, like like two? Well, so I was fucking dying at the D&D table. Like, I, like, I get there, and they're already, like, downstairs. They've been visiting for the last, you know, I'm an hour late, so they've been visiting for the last hour. Yeah. And um, they hear me come in the door, because it's just, like, a let-yourself-in situation. And they're like, is that Holly or is that Mike? And then, like, I start, like, hobbling my ass down these steps, because it's, like, a four, or, like, a a two-level split. Yeah. And... (laughs) As I'm like slowly like down the steps. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I like get to to where they could see me like around the wall and they're like, oh, honey. (laughs) No. (laughs) Commitment. That is commitment. See the pain on my face. Like, ah, let us help you. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm coming. I swear. I'm so sorry, but I'm here. (laughs) So then um, at like midnight, I was like falling asleep at the table just because I was so physically like physically and mentally exhausted because like physically exhausted because i've worked at the salon and my feet hurt yeah and you know i've got this foot that i think is probably broken and i worked on it for an extra two hours on top of what i should have worked on it for yeah and just like the mental challenge of having to like rework a whole color formulation in my head because like why didn't that last one work it should have worked blah 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 blah. yeah 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 so like 12 o'clock i was falling asleep at the fucking table i was like guys we gotta call it like i'm so sorry i gotta go first last one to show up and first one to leave like fuck you're like i'm so sorry (laughs) this was not how i expected today to go yeah (laughs) but here we are yeah so i got home and like literally fell asleep before like like as i was as my head hit Hit the the pillow pillow. i was fucking out (laughs) the night yeah (laughs) fair enough (laughs) 
Fair enough. So yeah. no, I wake. I just wake weekend. up like periodically throughout the night, like the fucking crib keeper. Dry, <laughs> bro. Dry. I- <laughs> oh my god. I wake up and I'm like, I don't know how it's possible, but like my throat is stuck to itself. And I like can't breathe and I'm like, my nose is fully plugged and like, oh no, (laughs) my nose is fucking small to begin with. Like, you know, like I, my nose just stopped growing at like three years old. So yeah, you know, it's already fucking small to begin with. I have fucked up sinuses because like my ears are all fucked. You know what I mean? So it's like (laughs) literally one booger and I'm fucking clogged up and (laughs) the of shit going on with my sinuses this last two weeks i'm like just fuck fuck all of this like wake up holly i'm drinking so much water and then it's just brutal because my throat is so goddamn dry and my nose is so goddamn dry and then i'm drinking so much water and then i'm fucking pissing like five times a night (laughs) and i'm like it's just all of this sucks all of this just fucking sucks so anyways yeah that's where i'm at so i'm just like yeah great everything's fucking great and then on top of it it's like do this party and go here and this this and the other and i want to go to this store and i want to play this great oh man i feel you fucking sweet (laughs) anyways sorry i'm just like tapped out and then on top of it like i know i'm going back to school so i'm trying to get all my shit back together i signed up for the fast track program and i am in school full-time from july to may next year man you just do this to yourself every goddamn time but i just this will be one year and i'm fucking done that's it done over no more school don't have to ever fucking worry about it again year from hell though yeah buddy but you know what i'm just so fucking <laughs> i just want to be i i am so tired of this like fucking looming over me i'm just like i'm over it i'm done let's just, just get buckle it. up and do it yeah. yeah buckle up shut the fuck up nut up do it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah so but it's going to be, um, it'll be worth it in the end. Watch, I'll finish next May and I'll be like, I don't know what to do with myself. I have so much time. <laughs> but I imagine what your garden will look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> you got, uh, you started your seeds or anything yet? I have, yep. Sure Me have. Too. Me too. Started I my got... tomatoes and my cucumbers. Or no, sorry, nice. my tomatoes and my peppers. Yeah. And then I started all my flowers. Yeah, I got my flowers going too. Yeah. Haven't started my vegetables, but I I hydrated the soil today, so I will be love that starting them. Probably I'll probably throw the seeds in tonight. Honestly, I love that. <laughs> Excellent. So exciting. So exciting. I, I can't. I got wait. one of those ones where it's got like the individual trays, and it's got like a little puck of soil on the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that before. When the water hit it, they just like shot up, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck? Aren't they great? <laughs> Magic. Yeah. yeah. So Aren't they great? Cool. I love them. Oh, fucking cool. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> Well, you know what else you're going to love, Felicia? This episode? (laughs) Yeah, you're going to love this episode. (laughs) Let's fucking do it, buddy. I'm in. These goddamn transitions that we've been doing lately. This way, I've set it up. I've set it up brilliantly. Perfect. So, you know the saying, when a TV show does something specifically because they know their fan base will love it, and they call it a fan service. Yes. Yep. You know that? Yep. Well, this episode is what i am coining a felicia service because i know you specifically are gonna love it okay awesome i'm here for i'm really excited about this now so despite our allergies and everything else it's it's the most wonderful time of the year yes not Christmas time, but springtime. Yep. Spring is in full bloom. You know, we're we're starting to see like trees get the little buds of, of green yes. on them. Yep. And everything's starting to kind of creep grow. back to life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The earth is waking up. I can feel her. <laughs> All around us. And we're sowing the seeds for the future, literally and figuratively, by planning and planting our garden. Girl, if this is a fucking magic garden episode, I'm going to shit. I'm going to shit on the floor. <laughs> well, pull down your pants, bitch. <laughs> Girl, I am so in. Let's let's go. <laughs> I am pooping as we speak. Pull down your pants. <laughs> Well, time to unclench because I'm going to tell you some shit. (laughs) 
wow. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like immediately was like, well, fuck it. Pull him down. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're shitting on the floor. <laughs> there are moments you and I have together <laughs> where I'm like, this is why we're friends. <laughs> oh, man, that was a fucking good one. Excellent. Jesus. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, Comedy Central, we're available. Whenever you need. <laughs> So we all know growing, observing, and working with plants is, in general, like a very witchy, spiritual thing to do. Really reconnects us with nature. Yeah. And and there's something just magical about, you know, communing and with nature. Yeah. Hell yeah. Connecting with plants and learning to understand them underlies many historical remedies and concoctions. And there is incredible value in connecting with nature, whether or not you've got a witch's garden. <laughs> so... So excited. This is, I feel so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, I feel so dumb because I'm like a child right now where I'm like, come on. Come on. Give me all the information. <laughs> What's next? I want a witch's garden. Show and tell me. Tell me all about it. <laughs> I'll show you how excited I am. You tell me. <laughs> Skip the semantics. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm just well, today we're looking at uh, a little bit of folklore about gardening from uh, years past, centuries past, and how we can create our very own witch's garden at home. Oh. So let's get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> Around the world, people tend to garden in different ways. Someone living on a large family farm plants their crops differently than someone on a half acre lot in the suburbs. Yeah. A resident of a big city in an advanced nation will grow things in a different fashion than a family living in an impoverished third world country. Makes sense. Yeah. While one person might use a large tractor and motorized equipment, another may use a simple shovel or even just a pointed stick to make a hole in the ground. Yeah. Absolutely. But since time began, we humans have always managed to find ways to make things grow where there was nothing before. Yes. Yep. <laughs> this time of year, many of us who follow Earth-based spiritual paths begin planning our gardens for the coming season. And the very act of planting, of beginning new life from seed, is a ritual and a magical act in itself. To cultivate something in the black soil, see it sprout and then bloom, is to watch a magical working unfold before our very eyes. The plant cycle is intrinsically tied to so many earth-based belief systems that it should come as no surprise that the magic of the garden is one well worth looking into. Absolutely. Let's look at some of the folklore and traditions that surround gardening and planting magic. Yeah, let's. I'm in. Let's yeah. fucking go. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> so uh, starting off here, many gardeners swear by the idea of planting by the phase of the moon. Have you heard about this? I have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so the first quarter is when they plant crops which bloom above ground. So like lettuce and spinach, cucumbers and corn, to name a few. Okay. And then in the second quarter... Leading up to the full moon is the time to plant above ground seed crops. So you've got like beans, watermelon, squash, and tomatoes. Yep. And then during the third quarter, the week following the full moon, root vegetables like carrots and potatoes should go in as well as bulb flowers. Yep. Finally, the last quarter of the waning moon is the time to avoid planting altogether and instead work on garden maintenance such as tilling and weeding. Mm-hmm. Appalachian folk magic is rich with tradition when it comes to planting. Pound a nail, ideally a rusty one, into the northern side of your fruit trees to bring a higher yield come harvest time. Wow, that's something I've never... That? No, never. I've never heard of that before. Interesting. Also, if you want your hot peppers to be really hot, then plant them when you're good and mad about something. <laughs> well, I like that. You fucker! <laughs> <laughs> And for maximum growing potential, have a pregnant friend help you plant beans and the beans oh, will flourish yeah. extra. That's so like cute. A little bean. <laughs> like a little bean. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's true, though, because when your beans are first growing and you're getting like the first few like pods inside yeah. the bean, it really does look like the swollen flesh. 
I mean, well, that actually sounded way more that sexual than intense. Really awful. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I meant really bad. Flesh was the wrong word. The swollen belly <laughs> yeah. of a woman. Looks like a little pregnancy belly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Swollen flesh. Now I'm like, okay, I've been reading way too much smut. <laughs> <laughs> swollen member. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta stop. Keep going. But I was gonna say really quickly, just interrupt you. I think that's so cool about like the gardening with the moon cycles. And yes. then on top of that, like I don't know if you're gonna bring it up later, but like, have you ever looked into like making a moon garden? A little bit, but it's not super in this episode. Yeah, well, it's just it's such a cute idea. Like the whole idea of creating, like typically it's like a lot with to do with flowers, and like you plant yes. a lot of things that are like white or silver foliage or reflecting or things that are night blooming as like this idea of like the the moon garden which I'm just like "Ah, I just love all of these different like (laughs) gardening ideas in terms of like working cyclically with you know nature and the moon and and the natural cycles of the world yes yeah yeah I just think it's so cool I like it too yeah I like it a lot I like it a lot So medieval English folklore says that if you plant daisies, they'll help keep the fairies out of your yard. (laughs) And once they've bloomed, you can take the daisies and make a daisy chain for a child and put it around them. So cute. uh, To keep the fae from leaving a changeling in their place. Oh, interesting. I like that. Practical, yes. We we love a practical uh, (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Yeah. I love a practical pant. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, certain tubers, such as yams, are believed to increase lust and fertility. In some West African nations, the white yam has been linked to high birth rates, particularly th- that of multiples, such as twins. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> no tubers Mm-mm. for me. So no, no tubers here. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Not at all. Um, I'll be but- yammed. <laughs> There is one that you want. It's it's okay. the one after this one. So if you're planting blackberries, roses, or some other brambly, thorny bush, train them over an arch in your garden. Mm-hmm. In Restoration Era England, it was believed that walking through a bramble arch would cure just about any ailment. No way. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. That's. I think that's why you see so many of them. Could be. Yeah, honestly. England. You know what I mean? Like, honestly. There's a lot. Yeah. Well... It's so funny because that's like the I okay, I don't did you ever read The Secret Garden, the book The Secret Garden? I did. Year I, <laughs> many like a year when ago. I was nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well basically long story short, in that in that book, they like describe this like beautiful garden. Like she walks onto the other yeah. side of the wall. There's this gorgeous garden. And so many gardens in the UK very much remind me of what like the secret garden would be which are those like oh, yeah. yeah with those archways and like just like plant plant like plant life everywhere yes yeah and it's like my dream one day maybe when i live in a different climate than the one i do now to have something <laughs> like that well we can have hedges here hedges yeah you can have you can hedges. have a lot of ivy different kinds of ivy and yeah yeah you can like have that. hedges Going around the the walls of a greenhouse and like a little secret greenhouse. Cute. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be amazing. I'm so sorry. I'm not yawning because <laughs> I'm not yawning. You're because yawning of you. because it's nine thirty at night right now. Don't even worry about it, dude. I'm good. Sorry. I will not take offense. I'm such a baby. I'm like, I go to bed now. <laughs> I feel you though, I do. Yeah. So this is the one that you will want. So in South Carolina's low country, the area is rich gula heritage has shaped many people's planting traditions women who are menstruating are not permitted to harvest okra because it might spoil when they put it up for canning oh or if you like also when a woman is menstruating if she makes pickles they won't be crunchy (gasps) well nobody likes a fucking soggy pickle no one likes a soggy pickle. <laughs> no one likes a soggy pickle. So yeah, checks out. Absolutely not. <laughs> as well as mustard, collard, and other uh, greens of that sort. Yeah. Planted near your bedroom window will prevent conception of a child. There we go. Guess, There's the one you want. Guess who's planting mustard <laughs> in her bedroom? <laughs> and uh, while you're at it, plant something blue near your front door to keep evil spirits away. Oh, I love that. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. Some indigenous tribes planted beans, squash, and corn in an arrangement known as the Three Sisters. I'm sure you're familiar with yes. it. Yes. Yep. So the corn provides tall stalks for the beans to climb so that they are not outcompeted by the sprawling squash vines. Uh, the beans produce nitrogen to fertilize the soil while also stabilizing the tall corn during heavy winds. And then the large leaves of the squash plants shade the ground, which helps retain soil moisture and prevent weed. Yeah. And it's so great, too, because like it having squash like kind of act as almost this like ground cover because yes. squash leaves are so fucking big. Like they are oh, so yeah. fucking big. So they yeah. they help prevent your soil from drying out on super hot days as well. Yes. Which is yes. excellent for like water retention and everything for your garden. And like exactly. I recently so I I grew up with this very like westernized thinking of like plant everything in pretty rows. And yeah. it's only been in the last like five years that like when I've really started to get into gardening to do this like companion gardening and planning using companion plants and understanding and like yeah like you said this like three sisters method is just like when i first read about this i was like that's so fucking smart that's so fucking smart truly (laughs) it's so fucking smart yeah in addition to the three sisters being like a self-sustaining ecosystem where uh, like each plant helps the others The planting of this trio is also associated with the concept of happy families, abundance, and community. I love that. Yeah. During the Victorian era, the secret language of flowers became popular. Have you heard about the Victorian language of flowers? I have heard of it in passing, but not enough to say that I know it. You know what I mean? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's basically like you could pick bouquets of flowers and like each flower would have a meaning kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. very cool. Very cute. And each flower had its own association. So if you wish to attract love, for example, you might plant love linked flowers like geranium and lilac. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's so sweet. I really like that idea, too, because it's almost like it's it almost reminds me of like you ever heard like specific flowers are for specific things like perfect example. I love lilies. They're like my favorite flower. And in my family is all from England and lilies are typically used for funerals, especially white lilies. And so yep. when I was like, I'm having white lilies at my wedding, my family was like, no, <laughs> no, you're not. Don't do <laughs> that. <laughs> Psych. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then I had white lilies in my bouquet. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Get bent. Yeah. <laughs> I want my lilies. <laughs> and then in Slavic countries, wild roses are said to keep away vampires. Oh, love it. Which is We are so not- safe here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in many other places, garlic is known as the anti-vampire plant. Yes, yes, yeah. And in some parts of Central Europe, it is used to ward off the evil eye. Mm-hmm. If you think someone might be trying to do you magical harm, plant garlic in abundance. Yes, lots and lots and lots of garlic. Deflect that shit. Yeah. And there are a number of tales about never eating tomatoes off of a silver platter or you might die. Have you heard this? No, never heard this. And it actually has some historical basis. Okay. So colonial settlers found that they often became ill after eating tomatoes. Oh. And they believed it was um, like the problem was with the tomato itself, but it like wasn't. kind of like was- leaching? It was, yeah, it was due to a reaction between the tomatoes and the settlers' pewter dinnerware. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What, just like turn the tomato like some well, kind of bacteria Ill. on it? And yeah, 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 yeah. Some kind of chemical reaction between tomatoes the Tomatoes are inherently acidic, right? Correct, yeah. So I think they would like almost wear down some of the pewter yeah yeah and, and it would have some kind of like leaching like yeah o- some kind of oxidization of the metal that's like stuck on the, Tox- the skin yeah. of the heavy tomato. metal poisoning yeah. basically Lead poisoning <laughs> yeah essentially yeah essentially yes yeah <laughs> wow no yeah i never heard that before but yeah I, I guess it makes sense yeah and despite the rumor being proven false that the tomatoes themselves were deadly in some parts of the country tomatoes are still not dished up in anything silver <laughs> Fair enough. It's fair. Very superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> and for our last, you know, 
Fun fact, dishes. yeah. During the westward expansion of the 19th century, some Midwestern areas believe that if a girl found a blood red corn cob among the yellow ones, she was sure to marry before the year was out. Yes, I've heard this one. And some, like occasionally, some young men would uh, think ahead and plant a few random kernels of red corn strains among their co- <laughs> among yes! their crops. So <laughs> I think I, I think I a little I remember- extra security there. <laughs> I think I remember reading there is like a funny I don't know if it was a true story, but it was one of those like funny tales surrounding this like lore. And it was like this girl who was like desperate to get married and she had like peeled every piece of corn like in her like community. (laughs) And there was nothing. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the the second half of the the episode here. All right. So how can we bring in some witchy inspiration to our own gardens? Ooh, do tell. This is this is the part. This is the part you're excited for. <laughs> this is what you came for. Uh, no, <laughs> so gross. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Well, your garden is an excellent starting point to establish communication with nature and heal in the process. As Love that. we've spoke about before on this podcast, that's Countless really essentially times. how you began your own personal healing yes. journey yeah. was with gardening. Absolutely. So yeah. honestly, like it's so funny because I, I recently had somebody who had never been over to my house, but in my office at work, I have a fuckload of plants in my office because there's just something about plants that make me feel better. Like yeah. things, rooms feel very naked to me if they don't have plants in them. Fair they enough. Feel, like rooms feel dead, if that makes any yeah. sense. And I'm like, totally. there's, there's no life in here. Like. So anyways, I have a bunch of plants at work and everybody at work's always like, oh, your house must be crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I got a lot. (laughs) And I don't think people actually understand. (laughs) I don't think people understand like what I'm talking about when I'm like, I have like a nine foot monstera in my living room. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so she came over to this weekend and she came in the house and she's like, wow, like you have plants everywhere. Hey, (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, she had asked me, like, how do you get into this? Like, how do you just like, did you just like start buying plants one day? And I was like, well, no, funny story. I was living with somebody who made me want to drive a screwdriver. (laughs) I wanted to (laughs) lobotomize myself weekly. And I googled like best best stress relievers that you can do at home. And gardening was number one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's been like a decade long process since. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's just so funny because like I really do think people don't understand. Like you said, like there are so many benefits to planting and gardening. Like, oh, yeah. Like so many therapeutic benefits that I think people don't like you don't know unless you do it, you know, but exactly. Exactly. Anyways, I could talk forever about this stuff, but I'll I'll let you you get on. I'll let you get on with it. Well, as we just talked about here, you you can see that there's a touch of magic in all forms of wildlife and everything natural contributes to replenishing the life force energy in and around your home. So let's get into the steps of creating your own little witch garden. garden. Oh, yes. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to observe and learn from Mother Nature. So before even starting, before even breaking ground on this or mapping it out. Yeah. Take time to learn from nature. Observing and learning from the nature around you is both incredibly powerful and calming at the same time. Yeah. There are very few ways to spend your time that can combine these two feelings together. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the feeling of power and calmness. Absolutely. They're not usually cohesive. They don't usually yes, go hand in that, hand. That's a great way right? to put it. Yeah. But with nature, it, it does. And there is something about the way that people connect with plant culture that makes the experience especially magical. Totally. Go out in the nature around you, wherever that may be. Find a place that's relatively undisturbed where you can kind of just observe the natural goings on in the environment. 
if you're in the woods, make note of the way the air feels under the foliage canopy and look closely at the foliage and the soil. Kind of soak up just the overall feeling. Mm-hmm. I love this. Feel good? Like just Girl, like imagining the way you that were right saying now. that. Like I could picture myself. Like <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sitting on a log right now. Yeah. The wind is blowing through the trees. Honestly. I'm fe- I can feel the dirt. Yeah, I can feel the dirt in my hands. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole place will seem alive and vibrant, even in near silence. Yes, that's what I was saying. Like that's what I mean. Like where I'm like, (laughs) like if you go into a room without a plant, to me, I'm like, it feels fucking dead in here, right? But like, yeah, you go into the middle of a forest and it's like it's alive. And that's what yes. I mean. Even like this is why I fucking love spring so much because I'm like, it's just I can coming back to life. I yes. can feel like Gaia is opening her eyes. Like, exactly. I can't exactly. wait. I love her so much and I can feel her waking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can take this moment, meditate in nature or just simply pause and enjoy it. And that'll help you connect and commune with the incredible energy that it exudes. I love this. And you remember those, remember those feelings and bring those feelings into your garden as you create it. Yes. Right. Or try it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of really amazing like witchy herb, like herbologists, gardeners and stuff that I like. I, I follow on social media platforms and yada, yada, yada. And they talk so much about that where you're like, while you're gardening, try and mimic nature. Yes. You're trying to mimic nature as much as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Like trying to create like almost like these little self-sustaining habitats, like wherever you go, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I just love it. Me too. So next step would be to learn to forage and wildcraft. Oh. Which is not something that we really talk about a lot, especially in terms of like planning a garden. Yeah. But uh, it's a really great way to just connect with nature in in preparation for your garden is to see what's already thriving out in the wilderness where you live. Well, absolutely. Like, and if you plant like the last two years, so I have a big front garden, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. in the front of my house. And the last two years, I kind of really switched the gears. And instead of having like exposed dirt or mulch in my gardens, I removed everything and yeah. I planted wildflowers. So literally nice. 100% of my ground coverage is like natural wildflowers to Alberta. And when I tell you the amount of pollinators I have had like I have my flowers have never been as amazing as they were last year and I think it's just because planting all of these wildflowers attracted pollinators early in the season oh absolutely and like yeah it's just the benefits of mimicking the things that like (laughs) plants were here a long motherfucking time before us and they're gonna be here a long motherfucking time after us no exactly like yeah nature knows what it needs to do in order to Mm -hmm. survive and to thrive and like if you just take a second to look around you the planet is telling you what it needs (laughs) exactly yeah well even just getting to know the plants that are already happy to live in your local ecosystem yes can be a key step in planning your witch garden huge 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 you already know what what can thrive here you know what i mean exactly we're in zone what are we zone three not gonna go and try and plant a fucking banana tree here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna lemon it's, tree. It will what? not thrive. <laughs> yeah. Failure to thrive. Yes. <laughs> Inhabitable conditions. <laughs> yeah. So think about the things that you already use in your day to day life and research what is available in your area to forage and wildcraft. Yes. I would. If, this is an area that I want to get better in is wildcrafting and I foraging. Have no, I, I, no idea. <laughs> I literally, I've got a tree in my front yard and like the tips of it are dying off. And I took a picture of it and I posted it on Reddit in the <laughs> amazing in the 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 subreddit for like literal <laughs> trees. Yes. Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, can someone help me save my tree? <laughs> You're amazing. I don't even know what kind of tree it is, but it's definitely dying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. You're so sweet. I'll look at your tree for you. See if I can help you. you. I would appreciate it. (laughs) 
I yeah. worried it might be pine beetles, but we'll see. Well, I mean, they are quite common here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's a spruce. That's I learned it's a spruce. Excellent. That is struggling. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I, my big one is uh, the one that I really want to get good at is uh, might not come as a surprise to you is mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. Like no, I, no doubt in my brain, that's I what you would want to do. Love mushrooms. I think they're so fucking cool. I think they have so many amazing benefits. And I know this is off topic, but I just have to tell you about it because I think it's the coolest fucking thing ever. But there was there's this guy, and he studies a specific type of mushroom called chicken of the forest, right? Yep. And long story short, his mother had really aggressive cancer. Was basically told by oncologists that there was like nothing further that they could do for her she was given like six months to live during this period of time he had been like five or six years into studying the medicinal properties of this mushroom and Mm -hmm. one of them was the same effects that radiation and chemotherapy had on cancer so interesting his mother was basically given six months to live the doctors like we can't do anything to help you so he was like well mom like some of this (laughs) Some of the research here is showing that this might be able to help you. And yeah. it was like a, well, I mean, if I'm dying anyways, why not try it? Yeah. What's the harm in trying? Yeah. Right? So she she ended up living for another seven years and wow, was incredible cancer free by the end of doing this like whole trial run with this mushroom. That's insane. Amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing. Like, they're just incredible. Like, plants are, like, I don't know. Plants, to me, in my own little fantasy world that I live in, are the definition of magic. Exactly. Yeah. It is, absolutely. The things that they do are just fucking magic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But if you're like us and you're not experienced with foraging local edibles. Yes. You can definitely still forage, but just stick to the non-edibles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you get the chance to take a course from a local forager or wildcrafting expert. Yeah, yeah. There are also foraging guides that you can buy that are, are a great way to start learning about local plants while you prepare for a foraging course. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Because again, mushrooms, you don't want to pick up the wrong one and eat it and die. Uh, uh, so absolutely. Especially because there's a lot. There's a lot that look very similar to each oh, other. For sure. And one will kill you. One won't. Yeah. Terrifying. There's more than like there is more than like I think it's like 20 or 30,000 species of mushroom. Yeah. Or of of fun fungi. I've heard it pronounced fungi and fungi. So I'm not sure what it is, but... <laughs> interesting yeah but there's a lot of them so don't (laughs) they're they're not the ones that are like fuck around find out (laughs) yeah exactly yeah well and you can always reach out to your local indigenous communities oh because they can be a wonderful source of information for wild plants yes amazing oftentimes they might have resources for you to look at or they may even host like traditional food or medicine workshops amazing yeah that would be so cool to attend wouldn't that be cool? like that yeah. so cool yeah so and, and that information would be specifically tailored to your local area and it would be just so chock full of amazing information. information yeah absolutely and now we are at the best part plant some witchy herbs and flowers <laughs> my favorite part <laughs> So once you've taken some time to kind of observe nature, it's time to pick out some plants to grow in your witch garden. Garden. Wow. Kate demons. Demons. <laughs> Grow in your witch garden. <laughs> Al gratin in your garden. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways. So culinary witch er- herbs and flowers... Herbs or herbs? Herbs. Herbs. Herbs? herbs. Yeah. Herb. Herbs. Cul- culinary. <laughs> I've always said herbs. Okay. Culinary witch herbs and flowers are a great way to start your garden because they're generally easy to find and grow. It's also safer to grow mainstream culinary herbs and edible flowers before you delve into some of the lesser known and potentially poisonous witchy plants. Of course. Yeah. So a couple great culinary witch herbs to try out include sage, mints, rosemary. I love mint. You love mint. (laughs) So much mint at your house. (laughs) But also rosemary, chives, and thyme. Oh, and basil. Girl, basil is fucking dead easy. Like, honestly, 
get a fucking bowl, throw some soil in it, make it moist, and throw like a hundred fucking seeds on that bitch. And in like two, three days, you're going to have a fuckload of basil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to grow. Also, just an uh, important note here. Make sure you're doing your research when you're buying your seeds or oh, foraging for plants just to ensure that the plant and variety that you're getting is indeed edible. Yes. Which leads us to our edible flowers, which are such a pleasure to grow in your witch garden. Yes. And they're so not only, beautiful. Yes. I was going to say, not only are they a feast for the eyes... But as well as for your mouth. I love that. And your soul. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I took, um, we have a big greenhouse here in the city and they offer like lessons, like free classes every year. Yes. Every summer. And you just sign up for them, whatever. They have like five or six every single weekend. And one one class that I took, it was a two hour class on edible flowers. And they had a professional chef come in and he cooked. So cool all of these ed- and like he brought like 30 or 40 different varieties of edible flowers There's so many and he There's would so hand many. them out and you got to eat them and he was like what are like yeah. what are, what flavors are you getting from this and like i'm telling you girl like citrus flavors like you think it's gonna be yep. like like eating a fucking lavender branch but it's not <laughs> no yeah so i don't know if any of these are gonna surprise you then you can eat roses mm-hmm. marigolds zucchini blossoms yep butterfly pea violets Yes. Pansies. Yes. As well as so many others. So many. Um, but that's just all I have on my list here. I was surprised by the marigolds. Marigolds? Yeah. I did not realize that those were edible. They are. Yeah, they really, they are. Yeah, I knew yeah. that pansies were, and I knew that butterfly pea can be used, like, I, I think, think those Empress are the most. Gin. Yes. Yeah. These are, like, the most commonly eaten flowers especially pansies like pansies are the ones because pansies are so intricately colored and they're just so beautiful and small and delicate like they are the ones that are used i think a lot as like garnishes yes in like high-end cooking because they don't have a lot of flavor no it's not a ton no it's not a ton of flavor they're just pretty to look at and they're edible so yeah yeah they almost they're like you know when you eat spinach and you kind of get that like kind of crunch but it's also like juicy almost yeah like when you eat raw spinach that's kind of what it's like but it's important to remember that not every flower or plant are edible (laughs) no ma'am in fact sampling (laughs) some flowers can make you very very sick yes so once again, make sure you do your research before you go popping petals in your face hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Girl, no, no truer sentence has been spoken on this podcast. It's true. Yeah. Don't go out and eat a bunch of fucking poppies. You're going to die. Exactly. <laughs> Raw, unprocessed fucking heroin, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. opiates for sure yes, it's an opiate yeah, yeah. you're gonna die <laughs> so let's talk about the witchier of the witchy plants <laughs> let's a little bit of a caveat here many of these are going to be poisonous <laughs> oh yes they are <laughs> yeah. do not try Ingest. and eat any of these plants um especially not without checking like the exact variety or even checking with a trained professional yeah just don't mm-hmm because mm-hmm. a lot a lot of like the witchy plants are are cons- like yeah vervain a lot of you're lot gonna of die <laughs> yeah it, it will fuck you up yeah so just yeah make sure you're researching the toxicity of each plant you consider for your witch garden prior to planting if planting poisonous plants take appropriate measures to protect children pets, animals yeah strangers <laughs> <laughs> the general From public your witchy garden for real though like, it is for real. liability is a thing <laughs> additionally if planting both edible witch herbs and poisonous plants ensure the edibles are clearly separated from the toxic plants and are certainly labeled to invo- avoid any confusion any mix-ups yeah <laughs> i thought it was miracled <laughs> <laughs> So the plants we're talking about here can be considered to be witchy for one reason or another. But growing a plant simply because it's witchy isn't really the greatest reason to add it to your garden. So choose the plants that you are naturally connected with, like that you just are drawn to. Yes. Or that you use regularly. Or if you are just like, 
you've done your research on it and it really, really interests you. You want to see the life cycle of said plant? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But like, not just because, you no. know? No, just I want it just because it's an aesthetic. <laughs> so the list includes here uh, nettle, yarrow, yes. calendula, comfrey, monkshood, which is wolfsbane. Foxglove, heather, poppies, like you mentioned. Yep. Nightshades, henbane, belladonna, mandrake, and hellebores. Belladonna is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho. I'm going to add one more to your list there just because it's like. Oh, my list is so not inclusive. <laughs> but yeah, I- add some more. I just love. <laughs> well, I just love talking about it because it is. It is very common in Alberta where we live, and I think a lot of people see it as a weed, and it's actually so beneficial for ecosystems, and it's like very witchy, and you can use it medicinally as well as edibly, but it's uh, milkweed. Like milkweed grows like fucking crazy here in Alberta, and they are very like early spring bloomers that are great for pollinators, so they're great for the bees. They're excellent, excellent ways to... um, if you have a garden and you want to do like some natural tilling, if you let the yeah. milkweed grow and then you pull it, it helps. Like they have really easily pulling roots, but they yeah. are runners. So yeah, so it like aerates your soil for you. Yeah. So literally the big gardens that I have here in my yard, yeah. I until I'm ready to plant everything outside, I just let the milkweed grow crazy and then I rip them oh, out yeah. and then it takes me like half the fucking time to till. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. It's amazing. Totally. So I just wanted to throw milkweed in there just because I'm a big I'm a big fan of milkweed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro milkweed. <laughs> but yeah, so when planning your witch's garden, check the bloom and harvest time for your various plants. Some gardeners try to pick a variety of plants that will be interesting and, and have life to them at different times throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Planting your plants so that something is always blooming is a great way to keep visual interest while also yes. supporting pollinator species. Yes. Other gardeners try to plant it out so that everything can be harvested all at once. Makes sense. At the end of the day, different strokes for different folks, you know? Yep. To each their own. So, <laughs> Which method do you prefer? Oh, I'm going to just like... I've... Uh, this year just gonna be smorgasbord happening <laughs> okay I'm, I'm throwing everything out all at once <laughs> infinite okay, infinite resources infinite time infinite money what would be your preferred method i don't know constant dude. bloom or harvest all at once i would have two gardens infinite money infinite resources all of it infinite I would have- all else held equal Honey, baby, sweetie, <laughs> if I had infinite money, infinite resources, I would not have one garden. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So one would be like, I would definitely have at least one f- wildflower garden. And then you'd have like the, the flowers and pollinators, all that shit happening. Yeah. And then I'd probably have like a garden that's like, I'd probably do like the four plots, you know what I mean? Where yes. it's like you have the one that's barren and like you rotate so that yes. the nitrogen levels all stay the same and stuff. But like who has the money? Who has the time? <laughs> who has the resources? I'm certainly not going to be out there. All day, all night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fair. I have a full-time job. So. <laughs> Fair enough. What would be your prefer- preferred message? method oh my, fucking God. <laughs> my preferred method would be a uh, constant bloom i love constant, constant bloom. bloom so my my garden and my yard i've planned for years is constant bloom because i just uh i love the fact that i have flowers in my yard from mid-may until end of september yeah like i feel like for flowers constant bloom is definitely going to be like the desired effect desired effect all all around you know what i mean like yeah my one exception is I have sunflowers and like sunflowers I love are a flowers. one and done kind of flower. Yeah. And it's like it's it's such a climax. You know what I mean? Like because you're watching this flower like Unfurl. grow and grow and grow. Yeah. We'll just grow taller and taller and taller for months and like for months. Months. Yeah. And then, you know, end of like August hits and they're like, hey, here's a head. And yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. You know and I then mean? like overnight it fucking blooms and they are beautiful. 
yes in- incredible right yep. so i got i got i got some sunflowers growing this year I'm yeah, me too yay I, I love sunflowers me too i've i've got eight amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> every single seed germinated i'm like yeah you did yeah you Fuck fucking yeah, you did, did. <laughs> i love it <laughs> okay up next we can align your garden with the moon cycle we already touched on this Yep. But once you've selected your which garden, it's time to make your garden calendar. Many spiritual or intuitive gardeners choose to plant by the moon cycles. We already talked about this. This involves planting seeds of different types during different phases. Yep. And some will even plant um, during different zodiac signs. Oh, interesting. If you're into that. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard. Of, I have not heard of that before. That's really interesting. So the people who practice gardening by the moon say that moisture in garden soil is influenced by the moon's uh, cycle as well. Check Just out. like how the full moon can influence the tides. Yeah. No, makes sense. It's said that the moon can pull the moisture up to the surface of the garden soil where it can best be utilized by crops during a full moon. I like that. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. In my head, the science tracks, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, checks out. Yeah, absolutely. The increase in moisture helps seeds germinate, speeds plant growth, and can produce more abundant harvests. There is also a possibility that the increases and decreases in overnight light during different lunar phases can impact the germination of seeds that prefer light or dark environments to germinate. Isn't that cool? Yeah, the science tracks on that. (laughs) (laughs) You can definitely do more research in how to garden by the moon on your own. Going into every kind of aspect of it would take the whole damn episode. Truly, it really would. (laughs) Yeah, there is so much to moon gardening. Like so much to moon gardening. But staying on trend with speaking of the moon here, you can still harvest from your garden in the moonlight as well. So a good practice to bring to your garden is to harvest herbs by moonlight. Usually herbs are collected in the morning before the heat of the day, but after the morning dew has dried. If, however, you're looking to add in some extra um, witchy feels to your Mm -hmm. garden... Yeah. Try harvesting and preparing your herbs by moonlight. Interesting. That one's cool. cool Yeah. I haven't heard of that either. I'm learning so much. You know when you feel like you know stuff where you're like, I know a lot of stuff about this. I know this whole thing. Yeah. I'm just... It's a refresher for me. Well, it's but it just reminds me so much of like when we first start like when when What Up Witches podcast was but a glimmer in our eye. Um, I remember us talking about like, yeah, we like knew we wanted to do a podcast and yeah, we were like talking about ideas of things of like, okay, what is something that we would have like infinite, a lot of stuff, a lot of source material, (laughs) yeah, if you will. And then, yeah, like this, it just goes to prove that like, just when you think you know a lot of shit about something, you know nothing. No, exactly. You know nothing, Jon Snow. You know you nothing. You can always go deeper. Yeah. Oh, you girl. must go deeper. <laughs> Let me tell you how I got this ring. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, when you harvest by the moon, you're going to get yourself a nice little harvest basket or bowl. Mm-hmm. You're going to head outside on either a dry evening or early morning. Yep. Bring a source of light with you. Okay. So you can safely see what you're doing. <laughs> what? Fuck that. No <laughs> one needs to lose a finger to the hedge trimmers. Don't tell me what to um, do. <laughs> but trim up your, your herbs or whatever you're harvesting and enjoy the silence of the evening and the moonlight on the plants. And it will likely feel much more, um, oh, I don't want to say personal. Intimate? Intimate than picking herbs midday. Yeah. Makes you know sense. what I mean? Like, yep. it just seems like more, just more. Yeah. Overall, more. Well, it just seems a lot more, like, personal and connected yeah. and intentional. Intentional. That's a good one. Yeah. And if harvesting in the moonlight doesn't feel like um, your jam or or it doesn't, it's not safe for one reason or another. Yep. Another option you can do is just leave your watering can out overnight. Moon water, baby. Um, you can. Yeah, exactly. You can <laughs> use that as moon water, get charged by the moon. Um, and then it also just kind of gives it time to like be the temperature of everything around it. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, girl. Like, water with rain barrels. <laughs> absolutely. And put your rain barrel somewhere where the moon is going to hit it. 
(laughs) (laughs) And you can talk to your plant friends. Talking to your plants is a really common practice among all gardeners, not just the ones of the witchy variety. So (laughs) plants are living things. And although they won't talk back to us with words, they are wise in their own way. Hell yeah. Right? Like Hell yeah. Literally changes nothing for you if you just like talk to your plants but it could change the plants i love i talk to my plants all the time like i'm a fucking crazy person (laughs) i have a fiddle fig tree makes you feel like closer to them too right they are my babies they're my friends i adore them i love them (laughs) and like i have this fiddle fig tree and it's like you're supposed to shake it to mimic like wind and it helps yes. make it stronger. And every yes. time I do it, I'm like, oh, there's a big wind. Oh, hold on, buddy. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a fucking crazy person, but I love it. I love it for you. <laughs> so, yeah, talk to your plants. man. I mean, like it's literally been proven that if you say nice things to plants, they will grow better. So. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Sorry. Here's my favorite one. Create an altar or meditative area. I love this. So creating your own wellness spot in your garden will make you feel incredibly blessed and also give you just like a, a nice little mother nature's sanctuary to kind of be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I absolutely get it. You can uh, plant some of the herbs that we talked about in immediate proximity to your altar of choice and you can even enhance the space with like plant-based essential oils um whatever speaks to you right yeah no i love it you could get a nice big stone to sit on while you meditate or even you know plant some some moss and and create like a carpet of moss yes yep you could plant tall screening plants around the area to form a sort of outdoor nest for you yeah 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 like an enclosed space exactly like like inside but outside think about like in like <laughs> if you planted your sunflowers in a way that you could sit in the center of them oh, yes exactly right? girl i love it isn't that like such a nice idea i love it also kind of gives me crushing t- tiger hidden dragon vibes with like the bamboo shoots <laughs> yes, but like that's yeah. just me <laughs> i love it you can even add some water features and stone sculptures if you want to get fancy with Love it, it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you'd like to incorporate deity work into your garden, you could set up a small bench with offerings to your chosen deity. Some options can include, of course, Gaia, your favorite. I love her. And then we've got, oh, I should have searched this up, Lungsada. Lung? Lung? Yeah. L-U-G-H. So I'm assuming Lung. Lungsada. Lung. So... Luck is a a Celtic god um, of both skill and distribution of talent. He is sometimes associated with Midsummer because of his role as a harvest god. And uh, during the summer solstice, the crops are flourishing, waiting to be plucked from the ground at Luxada. Luxada. Girl, I think you're getting it. I think you're overthinking <laughs> I think it. I'm so wrong. I'm probably How do you spell awful. it? Luxada? Yeah. L U G H N A S A D H. Christ. <laughs> if there are any uh, Celts listening to this, I'm so sorry. Okay, on here it says a. You know how, like, in the dictionary, it's like, duh, 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 right? Yeah. It says L-O-O, so, like, Lu-Nus-A. Lunasa. Lunasa. Yeah. So, it's just the god Lu, then. Yeah. So, L-O-O-N-U-S-S-U-H. Lunasa. Lunasa. Okay. So, Lu was known as a god of both skill and distribution of talent. And he is associated with Midsummer because of his role as a harvest god. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then we have Parvati. Parvati. Parvati, yeah. Parvati, who is a, a Hindu god. And was she was the consort of the god Shiva. And although she does not appear in Vedic literature, she is still celebrated today as a goddess of the harvest and the protector of women in the annual Gwari festival. So interesting. So interesting. I chose like some different goddesses and some gods more uncommon that, ones we've yeah. talked about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I love it. And the last one I have here is uh, Pomona, who is a Roman god. Mm-hmm. And she was an apple goddess. Like Pomona comes, 
like the, the word the apple Pomona. literally stems from Pomona. Pomona. Yeah. Um, and sh- so she's the apple goddess and she is the keeper of orchards and fruit trees. Oh, I love it. I love so it. So if you have your own little mini fruit trees or orchards or anything like that, set up a little, little altar to her, you know? Amazing. Why not? Amazing. We've Ugh. got a couple more left to do here. Um, They'll go pretty quick. So we can also give back to the land. So once your garden has been established, give back to the land by replenishing it with nutrients, organic matter, water, and new plants. Love it. Add worm casings to your garden. Make comfrey tea for your plants and mulch with homemade compost. A witch garden will thrive with proper care and attention and will continue to provide you with a healthy dose of plant vibes. Fun fact, just so you know as well, just throwing it out there, if anybody lives in a city where there is a compost program that is put on by your waste collection, yes, you can contact them and get free compost all year. So they That's actually... Dope. Yeah, so they actually process all of the compost that they pick up. So here in our city, all of the compost that they pick up, you can go to like the eco stations and you can get free bags of compost all year round. Sick. Yeah, it's great. That's so cool. Yeah, it is so fantastic. So if you live in a city that does a compost collection, look in to see if you can go get free compost after it's been like Yeah, then you don't have to worry about having worms and stuff. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Establish a daily witch garden ritual. Yes, ma'am. So gardening doesn't stop after your garden is planted, obviously. (laughs) What? Visit (laughs) your witch's garden every day to observe and commune with your plants. A nature observation notebook can be a lovely supportive piece from this. God, I love that. Isn't that cute? I've never thought about that. I love that. Make your garden ritual a special part of your day in which you can kind of set aside your day-to-day thoughts and focus on what matters to you most. Your daily witch garden ritual just might become your favorite part of your day. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I have a couple little extra little tidbits of, of other ways to bring magic into your garden. Well, Lastly. do tell because I want to know. I think I think you're going to like this one. You can um, emboss or carve in to your planters and gardening tools with ancient symbols of ruins like or tarot. I love it. Or, yeah. I right? love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, place quartz crystals and moss agate within the soil to prepare the area for an upcoming ritual. As well as to charge the garden bed for improved growth of the plants. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We already talked about getting moon water, but you can also get some solar water. Yep. Just add that extra energy into that water for you. (laughs) Get a rain barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure it's the the translucent kind so that the water, the the light penetrates. And lastly, consider doing a small full moon ritual during the growing season as a token of gratitude to Mother Earth for blessing you with abundance and prosperity. I love that. And with all things that we do, go forth with intention and abundance will come back to you. Honestly, what you put out is what you're going to get back. Exactly. Yep. So with that... That is the garden. Well, fucking go grow some shit, girl. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Get your grow on. I absolutely loved this episode. I knew you would. Yeah. <laughs> your Felicia service. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For all my gorgeous garden girlies out there, you're welcome. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. I see you. <laughs> and also, um, I'm going to shamelessly plug uh, the awesome work that we do. But if you want to know more about some really fun magical plants and some fun facts and their history, on our Instagram page, we have a whole playlist of the ABCs of magic. Magical plants. So yeah, go we do. head over to our Instagram and you can check out the ABCs of magical plants where every single week for 26 weeks, we brought a different magical plant to you guys. So And you put a ton of work into that <laughs> and it deserves to be noticed. <laughs> Thanks, girl. So... <laughs> I really enjoyed doing them, but I won't lie. Yeah, they were a ton of work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know it was. That's why I'm saying it right now. You deserve to be noticed for that. It's a we thing. I did it for us. <laughs> Just like it's your ADHD, this is our magical plants. <laughs> um, hey, you know what else is something that we do? Spooky stories. 
if you could send them into us be great before the end of may excellent that would be super duper super duper duper like we super super great we are doing yes we have had a few (laughs) and it's been fantastic but we want more because we're greedy (laughs) we would like to have a nest egg of spooky stories to fall back on oh my god right and honestly like some of the spooky stories you guys have sent to us have been so freaking fantastic and I just can't wait to hear more about what you guys have experienced, what you guys like, what you guys, you know, recommend, recommend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And all of it. Send it all. Yeah. I love it all. So our next listeners, <laughs> uh, it's called our listeners whispers episodes. Um, yes. And if you want to hear those, we have three episodes already out. And fourth one is coming out in June of 23. So ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 please send your spooky stories into us. Send them in. Yes. Well, thank you, Miss Holly, for bringing us a wonderful magic plant-filled episode that got me. Are you me feeling better about your allergies right now? So like, much better. How are better. you feeling? Like 10, <laughs> so, like, 10 I, times better? Like <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to this episode because I know when we started this, I was like drained as fuck. <laughs> and I feel like progressively throughout the episode, I can feel like my energy of like, oh my God, bitch, we're talking plants. You better pick yeah. it the fuck up. Spring is coming back. Yes. Life is coming back into bloom. You know I what? have energy. I may have allergies, but I feel great. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just That's need some big rainstorms. We just need like yes. three or four big and like. Again, I, I we always reference like the province we live in here in Alberta. We live in the prairies and um, we get the most beautiful fucking thunderstorms. Oh, it's incredible. In the spring and the summer. It is the most amazing, amazing. I have traveled the world and I have never experienced thunderstorms like I have here. And I was in the hurricane that hit Florida last year. So there's something to say about that. There is certainly something to say about that. Ain't ain't that the truth? My God. So yeah, we just have the most beautiful storms. And so we just need a few of those big prairie storms where we like wash everything away. And yeah, I will be juicy ones. Yeah, I will be good to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Once those hit, my allergies will be fine. We'll have a small sprint of poplar season, which will fuck my day up. And then we're good again. (laughs) Yeah. Don't come to my house during poplar season. My house is encased in poplar. (laughs) It's true. It's just poplar everywhere. Three three out of four sides of my house have (laughs) poplar. (laughs) Poplar forest. Yes. (laughs) So it was so funny. Mike was like, those are birch trees. And I was like, Do that, does that bark look like it's papering off? <laughs> no, no. That means it's a poplar that tree. It's poplar. Yeah. <laughs> See those eight million white fluffs flying around everywhere? <laughs> poplar. Yeah. Not not a good <laughs> not we birch. have one birch tree. Yeah, I've seen I this. Like- I've seen your one birch tree. <laughs> It's like, look at that tree and then look at the rest, the millions of other trees around us. <laughs> they are not the same. They're not one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Anyways, should probably. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Appreciate it. We love all of you. Um, just a really quick shout out right at the end here we have had some of the most amazing months these last two months with you guys yeah we have. um we've had a crazy amount of new followers on tiktok new spotify followers new listeners we have had record months the last three months in terms of like downloads and shares and listens and we just want to say that we're so grateful and we love you guys and this has been such a wonderful beautiful process building this podcast with all of you and yeah we love that you guys love it so thanks (laughs) and (laughs) as always stay spooky bye